As you know, we are entrenched in podcasts. The thing I love about podcasting the most is that the possibilities are endless. There is so much more being offered today by podcasts beyond news, true crime, and just celebrity culture. One show in particular that I love is Cast Party, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I, I know what you're thinking. Dungeons and Dragons? Seriously? Yes, absolutely. The Cast Party Dungeon and Dragons podcast is a hilarious improvisational show told through the world of D&D. It's very unique, it's very creative, and it's just a blast. Come along for the journey and thrust into the world of Dungeons and Dragons told through the eyes of four cast members from a Hollywood film set. Follow along as an ensemble of well-casted actors triumph through a gripping and hilarious story told through the medium of the classic Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master device. If you're anything like me and enjoy improvisational humor and entertaining storytelling executed in a well-polished production, this is a schmush show for you. Go check it out right now, Cast Party, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. You will thank me later. Download it today on iTunes, Spotify, or a variety of other platforms where you go to get your podcasts. Tim, we are back, my brother, talking podcasts. Always a good thing to be doing with you. Dude, anytime we're at this part of the year in the sports world, you got the Super Bowl is about to be upon us. You kind of reflect back on the end of football, and uh, it's crazy how fast that season always goes by in such a blip. And you start to turn your eye a little bit to the crack of the back and the boys heading back down to spring training, and you you think about baseball a little bit. So I think the timing of you and I looking to dig into the edge, Houston Astros, is right on point. So the edge, Houston Astros. So it says season one, the Edge is a six-part documentary all about the Ashers. I wonder, Tim, if you have any insight on whether season two is going to take on a whole other different story and bent beyond the Astros. Do you have any insight into that before we get into this? I don't, but I can give you, I can speculate on, I have a team that, <laughs> how about the uh, New England Patriots, man? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't know, right, if this is going to stick in that sports theme or, or what the plans are beyond that. But this is all about the Houston Astros, the the, st- the sign-stealing scandal, and I think the approach here is spot on because they get Ben Ryder, who is a sports writer, writer spelled R-E-I-T-E-R, meaning his last name, and he was completely enmeshed in the Houston Astros, and sort of his claim to fame was he wrote uh, an article for Sports Illustrated in 2014 that proclaimed that these guys were going to win the World Series, the Houston Astros, who up to this point had been the laughingstock, basically, of baseball, and he proclaimed that based on this kind of new GM, this new analytics, this new approach to the scouting and everything, that they were going to win the World Series in 2017. And the first year in 2014, after that article, it was total three-ring circus, Tankville injuries, just a mess. And then, lo and behold, they turn around and win the World Series spot on with his proclamation. Nearly every single decision they made, on the field and off, was informed by increasingly sophisticated algorithms. 
blending human expertise with hard data to get the best out of both. My central takeaway from my time with the Astros was that this was an organization that was designed top to bottom to find one thing, an edge. So that's even just a neat little aside. That's not even what this podcast is about. Uh, This cheating scandal was so massive that it broke into mainstream uh, news coverage well beyond just the sports realm. And uh, so, dude, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, Your thoughts on the Edge Houston Astros hosted and produced by uh, Ben Reiter, a guy who was deeply embedded with, with this organization. This was 11 years after Moneyball, the Michael Lewis book about how the Oakland A's used data analysis to find good players that everyone else had overlooked. To me, Luno's Astros represented the next leap. So I have so many thoughts here, Mike, uh, as I was listening to uh, most of the series today. But before we continue, I want to take us a little bit, a dude and bro behind the curtain. Uh, When you had suggested this podcast or we had talked about this podcast, I think it's it's great to be talking about sports again. You know, a couple of the previous episodes, some of the subject matter is, uh, you know, true crime and politics and uh, some some bump. But always, man, sports. When when uh, we were sitting next to each other in a cubicle in an office in New Jersey, (laughs) I mean, we would discuss nonstop sports. So it's it's great to be talking sports, man. I was super stoked to be talking baseball. Um, But I I digress substantially. But. (laughs) It was a, a well well played digression on your part, though. But please carry on. There you go. But I, I love baseball, man. I, I really forgot like when my uh, my son started playing baseball and uh, just some of like the situations and the fundamentals of baseball. Uh, it, it's I love baseball on so many levels, not just the statistical level, but just like from an athletic level, just from an, uh, being outside and smelling the grass and May level. Uh, so I, I was super excited to listen to a podcast about baseball, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep my point brief here is I don't think stealing signs is that big of a deal. So I'll turn it over to you, man. Yeah. Well, Tim, it's interesting. So two thoughts, first off, it's baked into the lore of baseball. Right. And I think this podcast, I I'm only about three episodes into it. So I want to put that out there for my analysis and discussion of the edge Houston Astros. I'm about three episodes in maybe four, but the most recent one I was listening to gets deep into the history of sign stealing. It is baked into the ethos of baseball. Now they always, and whoever they is the powers to be the old guard, just kind of, you know, sports, uh, tribal knowledge within the game of baseball has always sort of put a line in the sand, meaning if you can steal with your eyes and your ears and your hands, that's all good. Have at it. But the moment you start incorporating any kind of technology into it, that's where you cross the line. And I get that. Um, but it is built into the folklore of baseball. So I get why why you would say that. I want to make one other point, though, Tim, and then I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I think the very first episode, though, maybe rebuts the point that you just made where it talks about that sort of journeyman reliever who was on his last leg in baseball and he got in in a pivotal pivotal moment against this team that was deeply in the midst of their cheating ways and he got absolutely rocked. He even they had an interview clip of him after the game and he made the comment, man, it was like they knew what pitch I was about to throw. 
And he basically never pitched again in the major league. I remember in the interview after the game, I told the reporter, I was like, man, it's just like, it was like they knew what I was throwing. Like they were all over my stuff. There's nothing I could do. So when you think about the implications just beyond, oh, well, it's not fair. There are implications beyond that. That dude's life was completely derailed and turned up. Now, people could say, well, what about the 30 starts he had beyond there? Whatever, that's fine. But that moment defined his downfall, and he never got another shot again. So I think there are implications that we need to think about. I don't know, am I getting a little too mamby-pamby in my my stance there, or do you see a little bit of validity in that? So, yeah, I, I think that's the most compelling uh, aspect of of the story in general of players that were affected. So let, let me share a whole bunch of my thoughts with you, and it, it, they all pertain to, to the point you made. I mean, it's very hard to hit a baseball, a 95-mile-per-hour baseball, and a changeup and a curveball, even if you know that it's coming. So, and as they get deeper into, uh, I think it was episode five or six, they, they did a, a statistical analysis of um, how much of an impact or an edge knowing the science uh, gave them. They actually had the stats on it. And in fact, there were times when, when they banged the trash can that they got the sign wrong. Like mm. they banged it for a curveball and it not being a fastball. And they said when they got the sign wrong, uh, it like the statistics like went to the tank. Like nobody hit the ball. Uh, strikeouts, outs, the, the whole nine, and they did like an aggregate average. So th- they basically averaged all the times where they got an edge from knowing the signs and all the times where when they got the signs wrong, how it hurt them. There was no net impact on them having an, an advantage over the complete aggregate of uh, n- knowing the signs. So my, fir- my first point is... Um, I don't know if the the whole scandal in general really. I mean, there were some phenomenal players on the team. They had Justin Verlander. They had phenomenal pitching. Um, real real quick though, tri- I, I want to hit pause on that point though because uh, okay. I think you're bringing up. Isn't that potentially the shame of it? They just didn't even need to be doing all this. Yeah, of of course. Um, but okay, so let me give you another uh, a secondary thought. I was happy Please. having. I mean, baseball, the history of baseball is just marred with with cheating scandals. I mean, right? It's the, isn't the uh, the adage if you're not cheating, you're not, not trying. trying. Yeah. I mean, from putting Vaseline uh, under your the brim of your hat, from the guy th- uh, throwing like a, a file out of the back. Remember that that guy it was the where Phillies, you right? Was it was, uh, the was Phillies? It, was it John Denny or I thought there's a or Kevin. Um, I could have swore as a Philly threw the filing like 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 no one in the stadium was going to see right. and toss like, it when the ump was walking and out. And twenty cameras uh, re- yeah. recording <laughs> recording him, um, you know, and, and and even a bit like and everyone was like so outraged about the Astros, but I mean, I think the steroid scandal of the early two thousands was the most outrageous uh, scandal in baseball. So I, I think there's a, a tendency of overcorrection here. Like baseball is very sensitive to the integrity of, of their game. And I, I think they kind of overreacted and overcorrected to, to Houston, um, because of like steroids and Pete Rose and gambling and, and the whole nine. So that, that would be kind of another thought that I had.
Yeah, and you know, no, I, I'm totally in the steroid thing, man. My gosh, and, and talk about everyone, like everyone, just kind of turn their eye to it, like the fans, the the organization, leadership, like everyone, just because. If I believe I'm remembering it right, it was shortly after the strike, and it was that home run like surge that just kind of got everyone back into it. Well, that's a whole other podcast, but you talked about how great it was to be talking sports through a podcast. And I think one of the reasons beyond you and I just being sports dudes and enjoying sports is there's so much to examine about humanity and life through the platform of sports. And my gosh, this podcast here does that. Um, to the nines, you talk about ethical leadership, you talk about technology disrupting sort of the static old guard and old way, you talk about culture, you know, uh, just all of these pervasive issues that that are in office places, that are in family dynamics, you know, all sorts of big organizations, they are all fully on display here, and it's just absolutely fascinating to examine humanity sort of the the complexity of people there's no black or white it is all the grays and it's all display on this podcast here the edge all of it is there and it's such a wild ride to hear just, just the the detail and they really do a good job of taking their time and setting up almost i thought maybe a little bit to the fault when they got into like the history of the astros for a minute i'm like i don't know that i care about this but it it weaves it all together after a moment and it doesn't get too carried away in setting up the context i love that episode by the way like hearing about how the guy loved baseball and he his daughter came up with the idea to play indoors man that that would like really started uh uh, peak of my interest, but let me let, let I want to get your take on a couple of notions that I had uh, overall about the podcast. So, the the one element that that I thought was is is Ben Ryder trying to redeem himself with this podcast, m- meaning that you know the the whole famous Sports Illustrate uh, prediction that was his claim to fame, and then all of a sudden you know the Astros are now disgraced, and his name is sort of associated with him. So is there an element of him trying to redeem himself with this podcast? Well, dude, I think you're putting your armchair psychology cap on very uh, astutely there. Astutely? Well, whatever. But no, I think you're spot on, because I think he even kind of alludes to that, where he feels this tinge of guilt or, or being remiss in his duties in a, as a journalist that this story was sitting right underneath his nose and he never sniffed it out. But I would give that dude a pass. I mean, as embedded as you think you are as a journalist, you're still kind of a journalist and you're not penetrating the locker room of a sports organization. At least I don't think so, no matter how deep and resourceful you think you are, especially if it comes to something like this, where it's this conspiratorial insanely woven cheating like industrial complex that this team set up i don't know that anyone's gonna get a whiff of that if he feels bad about that i think that's kind of silly man but i think you're right i think he even kind of alludes to that that yeah he feels he needs to almost get like the stink off him a little bit but he was just a journalist covering the team yes and so uh, another aspect which ties into that is he tries to make the point, or or maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I, I got the impression that, you know, um, 
the general manager, uh, Lunau. Uh, uh, Luno, is it me? Jeff Luno? Jeff Luno, right? He created, you know, first it was Moneyball with, with the Oakland uh, Athletics, and then Jeff Luno was implementing this um, Silicon Valley mathematical regression analysis approach. It's like the next, the new Moneyball. And it, it was a culture of let's get the edge, right? What, whatever edge, whatever angle we can exploit, we're going to exploit every edge to make the Astros a, a competitive team. And he almost kind of ties like, Hey, did they like put so much pressure from an organizational standpoint from a top down that the players, the managers felt the need to steal the signs because it was embedded in the culture? Um, that would be a question I have for you, but I, I believe writer tries to, uh, uh, imply that that was the case. Well, see, here's where I am fascinated to know where this podcast goes and in the investigation of it. And maybe some of this info is already out there and I'm just not. I paid a very superficial awareness to this when the story broke. Like, where did the buck stop with this um, whole cheating uh, situation? I mean, do you have awareness of that right now, Tim? So I'm like into the second to last episode and they finally they get um, the, the manager um, bat. He's he only did an interview with with writer, and it was his first time that he ever talked about the scandal, other than a uh, like a, a prepared statement he made at the time. And he still claims that he had no no knowledge uh, that this was going wow. on. So it's like, all right, well, should you have known or or not? You know, it's kind of stupid or liar situation e- either way. Um, but right, he said, man, I, I'm I'm getting I. I I turned an organization from being in the dumps to like multiple world series and I'm getting, you know, uh, you know what canned, uh, for yeah. something that I had no, no knowledge of. So that, that kind of stinks, man. So that's what he says. Wow. Yeah. I have such a hard time. It's almost like you think of the code red scene in uh, what, what the heck is that Tom Cruise movie? I'm, I'm blank. Oh, is it a few uh, good men? It's Mike. It- few good men dude yeah it's like it they wouldn't be out doing the code red like they wouldn't dare do that on their own without your blessing and involvement if that manager's saying like if those guys are out there stealing signs of that depths of of that level um either you knew and were okay with it or they had such disregard for you as a manager that I, unless i'm naive and i don't understand maybe the inner workings of a major league baseball bench, which by all means, I'm just a dude in the basement. That very well could be the case. But yeah, I have a hard time buying that. I'm not exactly sure. And dude, speaking of the analytics stuff you brought up, Tim, I had no idea to the depths of sort of outside of baseball, how far teams reach to get guys that literally had nothing to do with baseball and all had to do with just these like sort of like wall street driven, like analytic, uh, algorithms to the one guy sold like sh- pants, but he had this insane AI that allowed him to figure out what sizes the public would want to buy. Like all these just things. And did you have that? So I thought it was like just sort of younger, hipper baseball guys that started to incorporate that, but no, it was analytic guys completely outside of the scope of sort of the old guard baseball coming in is sort of like like venture capital like tech dudes like bringing that culture into baseball which to me 
it's fascinating because there's no more of like a stoic traditional uh, sport than baseball. Yeah, I mean, this might be a cynical take, uh, but, you know, I, there's so much money and these organizations are such powerhouses. Like, I, I'm, I'm like assuming that like these dudes have technology that the public <laughs> doesn't have aware of and they yeah. have like the best and the brightest probably um try try in their organization try, trying to be as consultants so i just assume it's baked into the cake man <laughs> yeah no and i think you're right on that I, I i think i just didn't understand how far outside of the world of baseball that these teams reach to grab these analytical dudes it's fascinating to me and i mean it, it's no wonder that there's such a butting of the heads from like traditional scouts, not wanting to hear of it with these guys um, and their analytics and everything. It's just wild to me. So dude, let's think about just wrapping up our thoughts and putting a bow on this one. Um, Listen, I, like I said, I'm only about three episodes in, but uh, I'm all in on this. I think the approach is spot on. I think to have a writer who was so enmeshed um, into the fabric of this organization, even though I just said a few moments ago, not and there's probably not many journals can get as, but this guy clearly had access that was pretty uh, unparalleled. So if you want to hear someone sort of unpack the Houston Astros cheating scandal, uh, I think we want uh, Ben Reuter at the helm of it, and here he is putting this podcast podcast together. So it's to me, this story is bigger than sports. It's far beyond that. Um, it's about humanity, the complexity, you know, the, uh, you know, ethical leadership or, you know, just all that stuff is wrapped up in here. So it's a great listen. It's well done. Um, I'm all in on it, Tim, your party shots on the edge Houston Astros from cadence 13. That's the, uh, the, the podcast outfit to put this out. Yeah, this podcast is good, man. Um, I was uh, listening to each episode like I, I kind of binged it. And sometimes that's not easy, even for shows that you like. So I, I was on on the edge when, when one episode finished. I went right to the next one. It, it'll it'll suck you in like that. Um, you know, if you're a sports fan, if you're not, it interests, you know, it uh, raises some really interesting ethical questions. And like you said, it, it goes beyond sports. It's 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 a fascinating listen. And as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, uh, I'd like to see the edge New, New England Patriots Spygate season two. You heard it here first. Uh, hey, Ben, if you're listening, let, let's let's get on that, bro. Oh, uh, dude, you, you might have faded out on the internet there, but I think I caught you. You were calling for, for the birds, the, the Patriots squad to, to have be the, uh, the next season, right? With all their, uh, potential cheating issues. There. Yeah. If, if, uh, <laughs> if Ben Ryder's listening, man, season two Spygate, let's get on it, bro. I love it, man. Well done in your part. So dude, that was fun. Especially when we get our love of sports mixed into our passion for podcasts, Tim on to the next one. I'm already looking forward to it, brother. The Houston Astros cheated their way to a World Series championship. They have a guy on the record, a guy that was on the team, Mike Fires, a pitcher, who laid out exactly what they do. The Astros hitters seemed like they knew what pitches Bolsinger was going to throw because they actually did know what pitches Bolsinger was going to throw. This episode of A Dude and a Bro podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Podcorn. As you guys know, we love listening to and talking about podcasts. As podcasters ourselves, we understand the time and energy that goes into getting the right equipment, 
finding the time to record, and just the daily grind of promoting the show. There are hard costs to building a show, and monetizing your work is a critical component of growth. Enter Podcorn, who is disrupting the traditional and frankly outdated paths to sponsorships. Podcorn is a user-friendly marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. At podcorn.com, you can get started with a user-friendly interface where you can easily browse potential sponsors. Podcorn gives you the flexibility to collaborate with these sponsors and choose the right opportunity that fits the size and scope of your show, and you never give up any rights to your podcast. Click on the link in our show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities right now. We want to give a big shout out to Podcorn. Thanks to Podcorn, a dude and a bro can continue to focus our energy and efforts on creating content for you and talking about the podcasts we love. Go to www.podcorn.com today to get started. That's www.podcorn.com. Later. are a dude and a bro podcast show we are entrenched in podcasts we want to do for the world of podcasting what siskel and ebert did for movies back in the day so we love doing reviews of our favorite podcasts we love suggesting new shows to all the fine folks out there in the world and tim and i love debating topics from the latest and greatest episodes of our favorite podcast shows hey guys you would do us a huge favor if you could head over to podchaser.com Podchaser is your one-stop shop for all things related to podcasts and your favorite podcast shows. Search a dude and a bro podcast show and then leave us a review. If you could take a moment to drop a few lines about what it is you enjoy about a dude and a bro podcast show over on the Podchaser site, we'd be eternally grateful for your support. Thanks so much, guys.